Okay. Hi, everybody. We're going to try and see if um, this, uh, if you, we're just going to talk about this quickly. It's only about four pages, this message, and I hope you've had a chance to read it, and then we'll do it. So I'll just open in prayer, first of all. So this is the message for Wednesday, February 21st. Um, I went and put 2023 here. It's 2024. Isn't that crazy? So it's a blessed person lives following God's time. So let's open in prayer. Almighty God, we truly thank you for this message, this message that really distinctly and succinctly and definitively really says in just in a in a nutshell um, how exactly what we are to do to make it easy, to live life easy, to fulfill your purpose and therefore fulfill our own. It's really short and quick and to the point, and we thank you for it. So you just come and inspire us and give us realizations, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so I thought that one of the was really Ezekiel was really great. And it says, I will give them an undivided heart. And the reason it's such an important verse, it was in the Old Testament, and now we have it now, is because it says God's saying, I'll do it for you and put a new spirit in them, in them. And of course, we used to think in the Old Testament, I think in the Old Testament, they thought it, and then even in Christianity, that we really just sat there passively. It says, I will, but, but we know in a lot of ways that it does take time. And that's the thing. If you want God to do it, um, it, he says, I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. But in the Old Testament and even in the New, for God to do that, it took a lot of pain and suffering on our part because we didn't get it. We didn't pursue God. We didn't cooperate always. We didn't even really know what he was doing. And so it was a painful process. But now we know we are the ones to pursue God, to, to love God first and to go after God. And then therefore, he, he was so willingly will give us an undivided heart. And so that's such a promise. But we know now the circumstances of what we should do to make that happen. And then this message is going to be how we can make it happen even easily. So on line 46, then of page one or page two, actually, it says, uh, he says, he's sensing him, talks about, he says, I became a person that belongs to God. And then he started saying, God gave me things. And, and then he says, that's why um, in line 46, that's why the Lord is saying to you, you also do things being people who belong to God. And it's really important to be people who belong to God. You know, you could say the Israelites were, but there, but if you read the whole Old Testament, it's a case of so much the Israelites, God trying to bless them at times, and they were really blessed and prosperous. And then, of course, the next couple of chapters are them disobeying and going into terrible pain and suffering. Whereas we want to be people that belong to God and we become more and more victorious and more and more successful and especially doing what God wants. And that's exactly what this message says. So then he says on line 50, and I kind of really read about this and thought about it. He says, when God gives you something, you have to put it in his house. Well, he can't be talking about literally because we don't live in Korea. We can't, we don't have access to Wormydon. We're sensing him did pick items because he really loved you know, we know uh, rocks that had had uh, symbols and had images and that kind of stuff. And he sees them as treasures because they last for a thousand years. They speak to people and people see things in them. But uh, but this is the things we ask for, but or even that just God gives into our life that he has a purpose. And, uh, you know, he might, you know, adorn you with something. He might, you know, give you a fancy, just say he gave you a fancy red car that you drove all over town. 
and and maybe God wants it to be a symbol of success that people will look at you and take more notice because of something he wants to show in your life that he's doing. And so we have to take those things, but we can't then use that car and use it in an inflated and you know an arrogant way or anything else. We need to use it within God's will. So that's a very simple example, but you understand what I'm saying. You use it for his will in your life as something that belongs to him. So we hold on to, there's a, a one time I read about, a, I think it's a Dutch proverb and it says, we hold lightly in our hands the things God gives us so that we can pass them on or that God can use them through, you know, use them through us and bless other people. So it's kind of a pretty proverb. So on line 55, then it says, um, the reason for our feeling that was this just my imagination and he really you know he says because they sometimes people even hold in their hand the very thing that they ask for and it says it goes on to say they'll leave it around they'll forget they even are holding it and then they'll go look for it again it so it reminds you of an old person who gets a little senile you know they've got their glasses on top of their head they go looking for their glasses it's that kind of craziness that we've prayed and asked for you know, it could be like prayed and asking for a holiday, like Dave and, you know, Dave and I are on and then getting on the holiday. And then you just allow every, the trivialities of everyday life and the problems of everyday life to, to still cause the same problems that you would have at home. And so in the end, you know, are you really pinching yourself saying, am I really on this holiday that I prayed about and dreamed about and everything else? So instead we have to really all the time look around for the fulfillment of the wishes, the fulfillment of the desires of our heart, the fulfillment of the things we prayed for. And, and he said, and in the end, he said, live knowing. And that was a really important thing that he said, so make sure I didn't jump ahead. Because he said, in this way, even as you're living a certain life, if you forget that fact from your heart as you live, you will live without feeling it is real. Now you could have, you know, prayed for children and then it's hard to forget the children aren't real because children could be real loud. But at the same time, it's like anything you pray for, there's sometimes negatives and positives about the thing, but we never can forget that we prayed and now we are living in that future. We are living that life that we prayed for. And so he says we need to remember and always know that it's real, that it is in reality. So I love it when he said then, that's why when you gain something, because the time came, use it properly at that time and live knowing. That is really, you know, it's really important isn't it, that we really accept that and really understand it, and really uh, take it to heart. So then he says, God is doing things while giving us the things of now, the mature time period. This is the mature time period. So we really need to really accept that and accept it and really believe it and really cooperate with it. Uh, and then he even says, that's why we must break through the ways of the time period and follow it where the times are treacherous or difficult. And he really goes on and gives the example of nature. And he said, trees don't grow and produce and they don't produce fruit um, in times of tribulation. But he said, human beings can, they can gain. And then we know that we can even, we could even produce fruit at all times. So he says, all, um, he says, you need to do rather than just doing things of the past. And that's so true. Uh, we end up keep just doing things that became our habit within Christianity. But the thing, even if we fail to do things properly, we're trying to make up for it. We go, oh, well, now I've got a new realization. I would do it. But he said, no, go on. He says, when the new time period comes, 
you must take action pursuing the things the new time period. In other words, we constantly have, he was talking about getting on Sunday, getting our God's thoughts. He said, all of the thoughts are dead. That's what he said on Sunday. All of our normal thoughts that we think and that we allow ourselves, we don't constantly challenge ourselves. We will just think our own thoughts constantly and be satisfied with them. But God said on Sunday, they're dead. So that means we've constantly got to ask for God's thoughts. And we have to constantly, what we did yesterday is done, it's past. We have to look for a new day and new doing and new, uh, do new things and, and do God's will for today. Only then will you not miss the things of the new time period. And, and then he goes on about if you don't do the work of summer, then you'll have nothing to harvest in the fall. That's really a, a sober thing to say and to, to think about. So we really need to put that uh, in our in our noggins too. And then he said, lazy people live in the former time. And when we know what we were like in the in Christianity compared to now, we would we would really agree with that, that we are much more diligent in this time period. And then he says, a truism that we really know the new time period will be found by those who look for it. In other words, if you get dissatisfied, which you should within Christianity, you should get dissatisfied. You should go, wow, is this all there is to it? Boy, I just go to church. I hear the same old stuff. You should get to a point where you're saying, Jesus, where are you? Where are you in my life? They should get dissatisfied and look and cry out to Jesus. And why is it that they don't? Um, so he said, if you fail to take action valuably, when it's God's valuable history, you'll end up falling behind and your destiny will change. All those hopes and dreams that God had in us. Because he said, what was the purpose that God did all that for you? And you know, he said that, I don't know if I passed it or not, but he just said, what was the purpose? He's invested so much in each and every one of us. And, and we need to be those valuable people who do God's valuable work. We really do need to do it. So then he's talked about the opportunity that, that God gives you. It was that opportunity at that key, key moment. And, uh, and so we have to keep thinking. God keeps giving us. He used to talk about opportunities, uh, you know, years ago, way more in Proverbs. Maybe he does now, really trying to bring home that point. But we always have to be constantly looking for opportunities. And in that way, we need to have realization of the opportunity that God's giving us. And we don't want to miss any opportunity. Then he says, luck is time. And that's not a word that we use much in Christianity, but Sensinim uses it. And it's a very Asian concept, which is a very old, it's a Korean, Korean, China. Those are old cultures. They use luck a lot. And we need to kind of bring that into our language as well. And, and, toss it around in our head and not be prejudiced against that word we really need to understand what luck is but blessing is time the person who is lucky meets time and i think we really need to think about that that it's it's got a deeper resonance that that i could even describe it's you each one of us really needs to spend time thinking about it. the person who is blessed meets the time meets the right timing and so in your life is different in my life. And it's not just the time then that we came into Providence. It's constant. I've got to be in the right time. He says, they are people who met God's time. And we want to be people who keep meeting God's time. 
Um, so then the person who met the Lord's time is a blessed person. And then that's what he said. Would today exist if you had missed that time back then? It was a time when you were young in both body and faith. And he says, the Holy Spirit, and I helped you. And he's talking, Jesus is talking and tying you up with the rope of love. And it was beautiful, wasn't he? And he said, sometimes we thought it would almost break. And it's true because we went through such precari precarious times, with it, even within Christianity and our life like a faith then, and then in our life of faith, and then in Providence as well. He says, if you want to grow the best, you must possess a heart and thoughts that are appropriate for God's purpose of creation of this time period and what is that what is the purpose what is the purpose of creation it's absolute love you know and dave and i were talking about that today we went for a walk around the ship and that's what we were talking about how really the whole point of this life we kind of finally really get it is to develop love to develop our hearts to love and so it doesn't really matter who we practice on whether it's our children our mate whether it's our neighbor, whether it's our friend, it, it's really about us. It's about us developing our capacity to love. And so it's not whether that person causes you to love them or does things to make you love them or you, if God asks you to love somebody, it's really not up to you to decide whether they're lovable or not. You need, it's about you, you making the vessel of your heart into that person that 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 character who loves it's about you god's developing you to become like godlike and love because the eternity is a world of love the spiritual world the the uh, the golden heaven and and heaven is all about love so it is a live maturing listening to and acting on the word making the word your spirit's food and i think all of us have really have really done that uh, 143, we must come to know the things of earth and the things of heaven and how these two existing worlds work as one according to God's will in order for us to feel, to feel salvation. I can't tell you exactly what that means, um, but I thought it was significant. So I outlined it in yellow. So we really do have to, what's the other thing that we need to ponder and think about that we that we as people we must come to know the things of earth and the things of heaven and how these two existing worlds work as one according to god's will and because this when we think about it this is 24 years into into providence history into this time period and the spiritual world has always existed it's just that we never knew about it. I mean, we, we did. We heard about ghosts. We knew that, you know, uh, well, we knew all those different things. But we really didn't know it as, as religious people. We didn't really understand it at all. And But it works. God's saying that these two things coexist together and they are united as, as I am working together through these things. And so we need to, uh, that's how we fulfill salvation. And it's not just our own salvation, it's the salvation of the world, right? So we really need to be people who really uh, work together with God in that, that, in, in that entity. Um, I just got to make sure I've said the last, and then 156, he said, I told you, the something I'm saying, I told you that is easy. If you become a person belonging to God 
and do what God wants. And then he says, um, so he says, I told you that since the new time period has come, your body should take utmost in the, uh, to do the utmost, the new time period. So I just want to end this by saying that, uh, say that you know i think i mentioned that i'll so you know i'll just be honest i mentioned that one of the things that when we came on this trip that this was a friend who was an old friend of from from mcdonald's from mcdonald's days and he's got this uh new girlfriend and and she's not a believer god at all and it turns out that she was raised united church and really and i haven't got into it at all at, but i just keep praying for it. but it's it's been difficult just it's just been difficult because you don't feel like you meet it make any make any headway so it becomes sometimes confusing and and i won't you know get into it because you all can relate to that kind of situation i mean we're together with them quite a bit but i think that in some ways i started thinking it was hard and that this is hard and it would i because it's confusing you and, it, and so it, it would and you understand what i'm saying because each each individual would find it hard, but it becomes that you almost lose purpose to what you really came for because it's become so discouraging.